Welcome to an inspirational message by Pastor Harold Weiss, Senior Pastor at Little Falls Christian Center. Well, here we go again. It is Sunday morning. It's time to get serious around the Word of God and uh, also for the sake of the people who are going through all sorts of trials and troubles, tribulations, if you will. No trouble, no trial, no test has come upon you except that which is common to man. And God remains faithful who will, with that test and with that trial, also provide you a way of escape and give you a future because nothing, no force of darkness, no devil in hell, yes, not all the forces of darkness can stop you from getting somewhere with your life where you want to be because God is with you. Who can be against you? The Lord is, after all, your shepherd who takes care of you all the time. So have faith in God, my dear friends. And if you pray, pray with faith. For he who says to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea, but not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he says will come to pass. He will have whatsoever he says. You know, last week I said, I'm going to start on, but God, I spoke about three uh, fictitious or, you know, just uh, uh, this image of a threefold fork of the devil. They're always like a mythical type of thing. And I said, it's the family, it's finances and it's health. And those, those were the, the great areas of where the devil also struck. I also saw in a vision, I'm a seer. I have been a seer since my childhood. I would see vision. I also saw a serpent with the colors of the nations on it and uh, it being destroyed, ultimately actually being destroyed, being removed altogether by huge strong men. I think those were angels. They were abnormally big and strong and they dealt with that serpent that I thought was huge, like it was nothing and they removed it. And I believe there will come uh, economical recovery and an economical revival because of that. So I don't look back at yesterday. Oh, you say, you cannot fetch and bring back the dinosaurs of yesterday. Yes, this and that and the other happened, but today's theme is one theme, and it's called, but God. Always the devil comes in, there's that and the other, has got another plan, there's that and the other, and another strategy, there's that and the other, and all sorts of things, all kinds of what the Bible calls the wiles, the schemes of the devil. But God, that is what we must remember. But God will deliver you from the mouth of the lion. When Joseph stood in front of his brothers in Egypt, he said something very important to them. He said, you, you meant this for some other purpose, but God had another purpose. He sent me here in advance that I would become the one to be able to save the whole family. And he was sitting at the right hand of Pharaoh and only Pharaoh himself was higher in all of Egypt. He became as a father, the Bible says, to Pharaoh, this man called Joseph. God takes a man sends him into Egypt, puts him in jail. He gets cast in a pit then to the house of Potiphar, falsely accused, goes to jail, sits in jail. How long? And the Bible says, Joseph remained in prison until the word of the Lord tested him. Now, my dear friend, I need to tell you one thing. Sometimes we feel like we're in a pit. 
Sometimes we feel like we're in jail. Sometimes we feel like, well, you know, what on earth is going on? But you know what the Bible tells me? My Bible tells me that no government is there except it is of God. God is the one who appoints. God is the one who removes. Therefore, we must be obedient servants of the Lord and we must display Christ-likeness to the governing authorities. But at the same time, what does the Bible say? In the book of Timothy, it says, in the first place, I would that you do prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks and praises to God Almighty on behalf of kings, intercession, on behalf of kings, rulers, presidents of nations, and all those who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and a peaceful, peaceable life, which is good and accepted in the sight of God, our Savior, the Almighty, who wishes all men to be saved. So God wants to save every politician, every person in high authority, every person with rank. We as the church must behave as Christians. As I say these days, if a person says to me, well, he's a Christian, I say, what kind of Christian are you? If you're a kind of Christian, that is one that went on the national stats and on the statistics, you tick the box and says, my religion is Christian. That actually doesn't mean very much, maybe for the stats, but not in terms of the household of God. If you have not been born again from anew, from above, by the Holy Spirit, you will not see the kingdom of God. You have to repent of what is wrong, and you have to come to God, and you have to ask God forgiveness of your sins and wash you in the blood of Jesus, and then ask him to come into your life, that he would also have you reborn, that you are born again, washed in the blood of Jesus. You pray that. Filled with Holy Spirit, accept Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. And then, once you've done that, ask him to write your name in the book of life. That's all that counts. You see, this life, in this life that we're living, the only thing that matters in this life is what did you do with Jesus Christ? You see, one of the first things the Lord showed me when this outbreak of the COVID came and all the other things that happened in the nation, you know, I, 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 the first Sunday morning, there were tears in my eyes and I said, I'm a pastor and I'm sitting without a church. Now, on a cell phone, we, can, we have now the church in your pocket. You can have little folds in your pocket. Just go to any of our websites, click download the link and help somebody, have somebody set it up for you or do it yourself. It's very easy to do that. And you can follow everything that goes on in your church. But I felt like a shepherd without a flock. And I realized that I don't have a church. God has got the church. I don't have a church building. God has got a church building that he uses where we may come and worship him. I don't have a flock. He has them. I don't have money. He owns me plus my money and everything I've got. I earn a salary like any other man. And I live an ordinary life like any other man. Would like to do just that. And so what I do is to act always in the best interest of my flock that the Lord has said, you look after the flock. I, 
appointed you over this flock. Now look after them. And for me, uh, for me to step into a trap of doing anything against what my government has said and what my country is, 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 is doing is not right in the sight of God. I have to be an obedient servant and an example to everybody. The Bible tells me that if I'm obedient, the Bible says, but God draws the mighty away with his power. He rises up, but no man is sure of his life. In one moment, in one moment, just one moment, he holds your breath in his heart. I have said it so many times in the years gone by. Oh, I don't know, about more than 40 years since I've made a vow to serve God. I've said it so. He holds my breath in his hands. I am but one heartbeat away from going to heaven. Some people are one heartbeat away from going to hell. Do you ever think about that? Here is, uh, here is uh, uh, another scripture. They've got but God scriptures here. It says, uh, but God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. He will write my name in the book of life. Jesus came and he died for me on the cross. Why would I be afraid if I know who is for me? Who can be against me? For me, it is to pray, to obey God, to obey the leadership because he put them there. Now, those leadership, whatever they are, like we take Moses with Pharaoh, those leaders are not unsavable. They are there to be saved. And they are dependent upon our prayers that God, but God, would move in their lives, get them on their knees, and make the right decisions that all of us can live a quiet and a peaceable life. So, we are not at all troubled on any side. You know, we have a saying in the Afrikaans language, you, you jump around like a chameleon on a hot stone. Not like that. You know, we don't do anything frantic because dismay and being frantic and anxiety reaction does not suit and does not fit the Christian. It says these words, but God, Psalm 64, 7, by the way, shall shoot them with an arrow and suddenly they shall be wounded. Who is the real enemy? Let's get that thing really straight. The real enemy has never been a government or a people or a person. The real enemy is the devil. And he has been disarmed 2,000 years ago. I watch people. And you know, this is a thing that really has been beginning to aggravate, upset me and aggravate me and get me in a state because people send around uh, these little video clips and they mock people like people in government. They mock and they, they, there's racism involved. They mock and they joke and they joke about the president of the nation. I say, cut it out. There is no government, my Bible says. And don't you tell me I must not come to you with that verb verse. Look at this word and obey this word. Not he is a person who's a believer who's just walking around saying, oh, I'm a believer, I'm a believer. It's the one who is a doer of the word. It's one who prays for God. It's one who's got the right attitude that he might ascend to the right altitude. 
Today, I want to be serious with you. Today, I want to talk to you and say to you, we are not to be defiant. We are not to be rebellious. We are not to be anything except obey those that God has appointed over us, work with, because COVID is serious. The COVID thing is serious. And now, how about this thing that's going on in the nation? Now, I have seen visions. Yes, 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 I have seen visions. Not one, many. And I have seen angels of darkness coming in at what I call blistering speed, because in the natural eye, you can't see it, but in a vision, you do you actually can see it. When they come in, may they make a light. one of the things that really struck me is coming at this extreme speed and doing a 90 degree turn in the air without stopping or without slowing down in that corner. And I'm thinking, wow, it's non-physical. Those things move fast and they move all over. And that's where the battle lies. The battle is against, is against the devil, against the the principalities, the powers, the rulers of the doctors of this age, and the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavens. Who in this world has said that God does not change nations? Who in this world? Listen, go and find a book by Reese Howells called The Intercessor. Who in this world does not believe in pray? Prayer is the vital substance because prayer is not the power, but prayer gets God, who is the power, in motion, if it's the prayer of the righteous, the Bible says, I need to get this one here from uh, the book of James. And just quickly, I didn't plan to have this, but well, now seeing that I'm preaching and I'm on a Sunday and it's Sunday time, and I hope that somebody's not reading the Sunday liar right now and trying to listen to me or watching rugby or sport or something or discussing what is going on in this and that and the other situation. You listen to me right now because your life depends on your future. If you walk with God, then God will look after you. Here it says here in James chapter number um, 5, it says verse 15, it says, the prayer that is of faith will save him who is sick and the Lord will restore him. And if he's committed sins, it will be forgiven him. Now, it says here, confess your uh, once and fall, therefore your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your sins, and pray also for one another, Amplified Bible, that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart and earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of the righteous. Let me read that little piece again. An earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous person in right standing with God. You know, in the midst of the COVID, who's the healer? You tell me who's the healer. You tell me if it's an injection or a doctor or a professor or a this. Let me tell you who's the healer. It's Jesus Christ. You come to the Lord with all of your heart, with all of your mind. It happened to me. I was on my knees for hours. I had that thing at the end of May month, and I had it for a very short period of time. But one night came very soon after that, that I felt like I was under a bus. And then the following night, I was on my knees before God from half past one, I was awake till five o'clock in the morning, I prayed. At five o'clock, the glory of the Lord filled this room. Do you know what I'm saying to you? 
You see, we're not talking to you about little myths of a three-pong prong fork or something like that. We're not talking about a devil that's been defeated 2,000 years ago. We are talking about a living God who once you've made right with him and your life is sorted out with him, the living God will sort out your life. And if you are praying, the Bible says, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man makes tremendous power available and is dynamic in its working. Shall I repeat that for you? That's from James chapter number 5 and verse 16. The earnest, heartfelt and continued prayer. Ask and keep on asking. Knock and keep on knocking. And heartfelt prayer from a righteous man, somebody in the right relationship with God, makes tremendous power available and is dynamic and it's working. So what must I do? I must learn to focus on my relationship with God. On my knees here in this prayer room, which has now become also a studio and a study for me and everything. I'm running the whole church from here and I'm doing things that are are, um, you know, seemingly impossible, which now with modern technology, those things become possible. And, you know, I realize that it's continuous. I realize that you pray until. You don't pray and then just give up. Oh, a little prayer. Let's write it out and then read that. And we say, but there's that any other, like a man in England that I saw, and he was in a big church there, and he stood out there, took out a piece of paper. I ask you, took out a piece of paper, and he said these words, never forget it, never forget it. He stood there and he read a little prayer about that much in a paragraph. He said, and now, in fact, it was smaller than that. He said, with a very religious sounding voice. And he said, now let us pray for the little children. And I thought, well, that means nothing. This man does not understand what it is to communicate with a living God on his knees and break up till there's nothing more that can be broken in your life. And you are so, the Bible says, my heart is with a contract. You know what the contract means? Contract in Hebrew is a word that describes somebody that's crushed to powder, like the powder women would put on their faces. And uh, it's like a makeup powder, powder. They put as a layer on their faces. You are crushed about, there is no resistance in you. You know, God took the heart of Pharaoh and hardened it. Now here we come with just the opposite. We are not hardened in our heart. We are crushed to powder. We come to the Lord lowly, but boldly by faith. And we know that God is love. We've repented. We've left all things behind. We've confessed every fault, every sin, every wrongdoing, every grudge, every unbelieving kind of attitude, whatever it is, anything we have against anyone, we get it out of our lives. We go on our knees. And do you know what we discover? We discover a God of miracles. You see, it is not in the nice sermon that is read from a piece of paper. In fact, these days, you might, I can close this. There's not even a sermon here, and there's not even, oh, I turn this around. You will see this is only a Bible in front of me. I've just got another Bible, and I've 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 got another Bible, and now I've even got the church with a Bible and an audio Bible. I've got Bibles, and they are my prescribed book. They all prescribe book for me, book in singular, because there's one word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. If the word is God, 
and the word was God, then I must therefore speak the word of God, pray the word of God, because the Bible says he in John 3, 34, whom God sent spoke the word and God gave him the Holy Spirit without measure. It's all about my relationship with God. That's what it is. It's not about my complaining. It's not about my murmuring. Do you know that nine out of the 11 times Israel got into big trouble in the wilderness also because of murmuring? They were murmuring. And this one, you know, just criticizing that one and this leader criticizing. But leadership is not in that. I never saw my Jesus get involved in an argument with Caesar. I never saw my Jesus got involved in an argument with anything of the world system. He was simply taking out the gospel of the kingdom of God and presenting us with something that is unshakable. And we cling to these things. We cling to this, this pair of earphones. We cling to these earphones and we hold them on as if life depended on them. One day, they're going to be gone. One day, they're not going to be there anymore. But one day, we're going to leave this earth. Cell phones that take the attention. Now I place right in the center of the cell phone the church. So now you open your cell phone, and on the first page, when you look at your apps, the first app you want to see is the one that says church center, church center. And you select Little Falls Christian Center, and there you go, my friend. You got the church with you. You got the church on wheels. You got the church in drains. You got the church in planes. You got the church on the road and wherever you walk. You got the church in the garden. You got the church even playing in, in the bathroom. You got the church no matter where you go, in the kitchen. You put on a pair of these and you can actually do what they call noise cancellation. And you can't even hear the discussion of what the people are talking about, all this stuff. And you say, I want to gain that which I cannot lose, which is eternal life. I need to get my life focused on God. I need power in my prayers. That is what I need. To get power into my prayers, I got to give attention to my relationship with God. You know, we talk about spiritual fitness. I was an athlete. I ran in the Southern Transvaal uh, in those days, competition in athletics. I ran in high school. I, I, I was also a person that did a lot of gala swimming. In fact, in the town of Benoni, in the time when I was a schoolboy, I held all the swimming records. And also, I was into uh, playing rugby, and also I was also into uh, uh, doing do, being a, 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 in the cadet band, and finally in the army became the the, the military uh, drum major for a military band, the South African military band in Fortrekwerkte. And you know what? All of that stuff passes away like yesterday. It was like yesterday, but this one, this book, remains forever and ever. And I mean, it goes on. And it goes on and it goes on and you read it and you read it and you read it and you read it. And every day of your life you find more and you find word. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I begin to speak the word. I don't talk about my, my, my state president. I don't talk about, I don't make racial mistake or a racial, can I say, jokes like people do. You know, some people make remarks about the Holy Spirit. Well, they don't know. They've just got themselves into severity of problems. Severity. Because God says, I'll forgive man every sin except the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. That's one area you stay away from. 
And that's the thing that people need to understand. That to obey God and to heed to his voice and to heed to his commands, that is life. Now, the problem does not lie in talking about prayer. The problem lies in getting right with God through prayer and then worshiping God with the music that plays. Now, the band that plays Little Force Christian Center Band, they don't just play. I call them connectors. They have a job. They're not stars. There's one only, Revelation 22, bright and morning star. There's the star. And you know what? He didn't charge nothing for being a star. He gave it all to free for, for free. And he said, freely you must give. Freely you have also received from me. And so that's what we do. We put the app on the air. We try to get to the people, heart to heart every day, sermons all the time. We don't stop, my friend. I'm already devising the next strategy and the next plan. Get close to my people. My pastors phone the people. We do every possible thing to stay in touch, even though the church is not in church. In the meantime, when I focus on my God, my prayers are being heard. In this period, I have prayed for many people. And you know, there are some days that people were, I remember one or two cases that, more than one or two places where I prayed so heavily that my throat felt swollen and hurt. And I had to stop even talking. I had to go and look for some rooibos tea. We've got it here in South Africa, which you would call red bush in English, rooibos tea and some honey to just and take a spoon of honey just to, to calm my throat, my voice muscles because my vocal cords, because somebody could be dying that I became aware of. Somebody could be dying, and they're in that state where they could give their last breath. You need to get them out of there. Not in every case would the Lord answer, because with God, there is a time to be born and there is a time to die. But there is also mercy with God, and God could extend, like King Hezekiah, God could extend a person's life by so many years simply because of the prayer of the righteous. God could change and heal this land. I want to spend a few minutes in praying for South Africa and stopping all of this. I hear the most horrifying sermons even preached, even sermons. And I'm thinking these people, don't they think? What is it with them that they don't have the mind of Christ? What is it with people? There is such a thin line between walking in the spirit and walking in the flesh. And I'm thinking... It's like we would say in Afrikaans, this is It's not like a like a porridge type of prayer, uh, uh, something that's just, when you get in there, man, you hit that thing so hard. Haven't I cast out demons by the hundreds? Haven't I seen them scream out because of the fire of God that was burning them? Haven't I seen the dead raised? Haven't I seen miracles, people with cancer healed? Haven't I seen miracle upon miracle upon miracle upon miracle upon miracle? Haven't I seen children, I mean that size in length, little baby, healed from, from, the, from, the, from the very, very edge of death, be healed instantly from cancer and come out? Haven't I seen a little child down there in the city of Maritzburg that was deaf in the one ear and God opened that ear? One with blindness and God took away the blindness. Haven't I seen the God of miracles? God is still the God of miracles. But you know what's wrong? We are floating all over the world and our focus is not upon him. 
we do not read this word of God like we ought to read this word of God. And the way we ought to read this word of God is in a studious manner. In other words, I read and I think to purposely understand every sentence that I am. Did you hear me? This book here. Did you hear me? This one here right here in front of you. I think in a studious manner about how I could improve in the power of the prayer to that person. Now, my dear friend, my dear friends, I say to you today that if I walk around in society, I look, look at people, and you know what I sometimes see? You know what I sometimes see? Let me just be open with you and say this to you. It's like walking skeletons because they're dead. They're just skeletons. They, they're alive, but they're dead. They're, Jesus said, let the dead go bury the dead. But with me, there's always hope. The person at the top to say something to that person. To find a person's name, quickly throw it over into Hebrew, tell him what his name means in Hebrew. To go to somebody and say something good, even if they look down and say, man, you are dressed so fine and you're looking so good today. You must be on top of the world. And uh, what is your name? And I throw it into Hebrew and I say something nice to them. And I say to them, you know what? I'm going to close with this because I got to go, but Jesus loves you. I go, but he's always with you. And I go away. What is there in effort in doing witnessing for Jesus? What effort is there of putting a, a WhatsApp on your phone and saying, let me share this with my friends and provide them with the same link which I sent you on the SMS. Just provide them with the same link and put it on everybody's, everybody's cell phone that they can have God with them. I'm not interested in winning people from other churches. Let me be very clear on this. Because let me tell you something. I haven't got a church. Jesus got the church. Like I said, I haven't got a building. He's got the building. Like I say, you know, what do I own? Except he owns me too. I've been washed in the blood of Jesus. I'm a child of God. And I'm saying, people, let us obey the authorities that God, 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 God had placed over us. Number one. Let us be law-abiding citizens, number two. Let us be pure and holy in his sight, number three. Let us pray with endurance, number four. First off, pray and cleanse our lives before him. That's number five. So that my prayers have got nothing that hinders them. Even the relationship I have towards my wife has got to be tip-top because the Bible says to me in the book of Peter that lest my prayers be hindered. So I got to treat my wife like a queen. And as a queen, she will treat me as a king, a king, as a king. And I treat her as a queen. I love my wife and I love everything that she does. I admire wherever she goes. And I follow her like I follow the Lord my God and I, him, of course, I follow even more. But the point is, why would we be in this world and with a Bible available on your pocket, sit and read the Daily Liar and see what happened there in the Daily Liar? Let me tell you something. I actually feel sorry for the criminals. For one word of repentance could bring them into the kingdom of God. I actually feel sorry for people because they're hungry. I have compassion upon the poor. At Ethambeni, we're, we're trying to get out to them. We can't get out to them because of, of all the stuff that's gone on in this country. But it's cooling down now and soon we will mobilize in every direction feed the poor, clothe them. It's winter. It's now midwinter in South Africa and it is as cold as it gets. Not as cold as Europe, but it's cold and 
it's it's not nice for people to lie sleeping under cardboard boxes and under pieces of newspaper that keep the cold out. It's not nice to sleep without a soft pillow. It's not nice for any of that thing. Let me tell you something. Every president, every pharaoh, God could harden his heart or soften his heart. God could place him there. God could remove him. God could give life, but God could also kill. The Bible tells you those very words. He's the one that could bless or withhold the blessing. The focal point of my health and my healing, I will give it health. I think it's Jeremiah 33 verse 6 says, I'll give it health and healing. I will restore your body and I will heal your body and restore everything to you. Restore your strength. Restore you. God is my savior. He's my doctor. He's my protector. He's the one who's my shield. He's my fortress. He's my rock. He's my refuge. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion that cannot be shaken but forever endure. Why should I fear if the Lord is near? Do I have 1%, even 1% of stress on the inside of me? My answer to you, dear friend, is zero. Zero. I don't have no stress. What I do know is that I fought I waged a battle for more than 500 years for people to get the word of God close to them at all times. I did everything I can to get the people to be believing believers, not just Christians, but Christians that are so Christian that you cannot help but notice Jesus in them. And that's where we've labored. And so at the end of the day, I leave this world with nothing except souls that are saved for Jesus. Nothing. I have got nothing to boast about, for I'm just a servant of God, whose I am, whom I serve, before whom, as Paul says, a dolos of Yeshua HaMashiach, a slave of the Messiah. That's all I am. I do whatever he wants me to do. I give whatever I must give. I've given away houses. I've given away things twice, and I've given away cars, and I have, I have nothing in this world impresses me like the Lord my God. I love him with all my heart. I want to obey him. And if he puts anybody over me, then I say I go with him. And then I say now I've got a job to do to pray for those people and that they may be saved. I'm neither defiant, neither arrogant, nor at all lifting up my voice. But at one thing I know is that I want him with me. And if I've got him here, even when I'm on the road, I could plug it into the car and listen in the car to a sermon or listen in the car to music of the band or listen to the Bible audio. I got my Jesus with me wherever I go. I don't go without him. And you know what? I pray and I get answers. Do you know that? You know what? I pray and it's not just the stuff that smoke and mirrors. I get answers. I get answers. And so... The fact of the matter is, I look at this world that we're living in now, there's a lot to be said about it. For I told you, I am a seer and I've seen things. He said, ask of me concerning the things to come and concerning the work of my hands. Question mark, command ye me? I haven't dared to command my Lord anything, but I certainly have asked him about the things to come. And I certainly have seen the darkness that would come over this world certainly have seen the end of it also, certainly have seen what the Lord showed me as the glory of the Lord appeared 
Oh, I cannot tell you of that glorious moment. I'm going to read you a little piece from a book I've got here. And I have never read this over the internet, but I'm going to read it tonight. And I want you to listen to exactly. This man, Pontius Pilate, you know, he wrote his letter to, to uh, Caesar and we always read the crucifixion of, of Jesus. We read it to the people. We do that. Uh, but do you know that he also wrote what happened after the resurrection and during that period that Jesus was in the grave? I tell you something. We must wake up. I dream of a nation where we all gather as one of every tongue and kin and tribe and nation as one before God. Maybe at the union buildings to shake hands, to embrace one another, to say, let's work together. Let's build this land. And South Africa, that's my dream, shall become like paradise. Amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.